So welcome everyone to this episode of the Innocence Project London podcast. I'm joined today by some of our new student volunteers who will start their work in earnest in September. And uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about what sparked their interest in innocence work and what they hope to get from working on the project. So um, enough from me. Um, guys, do you want to um, introduce yourselves? Yeah. Um, hello, I'm Becca. I am a, almost a third year criminology student at the University of Greenwich. Hi, I'm Victoria. I am going into second year studying law at the University of Greenwich. Hello, um, my name is Basha. I am a criminology student going into second year in University of Greenwich. Hi, my name's Holly and I'm an incoming second year law student at the University of Greenwich. Um, hello, I'm Daniel and I'm a law student going for my third year. Um, hi, I'm Jess. I'm going into my Master's in Criminology and Criminal Psychology. Hi, I'm Agatha. I'm going into second year. Hi, I'm Nasdaq and I'm also a law student at University of Greenwich and I'm going into my second year. Fabulous. Okay, so let's jump straight in then. Um, what, what sparked your interest in innocence work? You're, new, you're all new volunteers. You all had to go through kind of the arduous process that I put up in terms of uh, the two-stage application process to get on to working on the Innocence Project London. So what sparked your, um, your interest in this work, Barsha? Um, my first introduction to like a criminal case that went, that went a lot of back and forth in terms of the convictions was uh, the Meredith Kershaw case. Um, I was in I was in school back in 2007. I was in year eight, I want to say, and um, I remember seeing a lot of like there was a lot of news coming on. It's like oh, Amanda Knox and her boyfriend, uh, they've been convicted, and then they were exonerated, and then they were convicted once more, and then they were exonerated again. And I know that Amanda Knox is now involved with Innocence Project as well. So I've been following that story for well over a decade now. And um, that was sort of my uh, introduction to Innocence Project itself. And I, I remember thinking, um, oh, I wish I could work in something like that in the future. <laughs> but then it did take me like a six or seven years to decide what I actually want to do in terms of my career or my studies. So I did media communications and I decided no. And then like five years later, I decided to do criminology and then I found out through the website that we had a branch of Innocence Project in University of Greenwich. So that was, a, that was very exciting. And then I was told that I can apply to volunteer with this branch. And I was like, oh my God, it's, it's sort of like different blocks from my life, like coming together. And then um, like I, my intention in terms of like in, in the future, my intention is to work with ex-convicts. Um, I'm doing criminology and criminal psychology. So my intention is to work with ex-convicts into uh, rehabilitating them back into the society and helping them. Uh, and like, I, I think like this would introduce me or give me an idea of what it's like to be convicted, the process through it and also the process of what happens after the conviction if someone is innocent or not regardless of it the process of it all i think that it would and that's it that was a very interesting very interesting um topic for me personally so um yeah i'm very excited ah oh, excellent i think one of the things actually that existing students tell me that they get from working on the project is they develop empathy um, for convicted individuals. Yes. Um, see them more as part, not as a separate from our society, but as part of our society and sometimes often a forgotten part of our society. Exactly. Um, so yeah. it's, it's really interesting, you know, that, that you should say that. And um, hopefully that will be something that you can kind of you can kind of get from working on your case and having kind of a real person that you're working to um, mm -hmm. at the end of it. Jess, what about you? Yeah, well, I actually did my undergraduate in media and communication, so, and I've... Oh, there's a I common just, theme running here. Yeah, I decided, like, I've always wanted to do criminology, but I just, 
didn't know where it was going to go. So I just did my undergraduate degree. Then I was like, I'm not really sure what I'm doing. I want to do something I'm enjoy like I enjoy. And I think the media has changed a lot in like the last 10 years. I felt like the only narrative was like successful justice. Yeah. And now there's a lot more of like a balanced view of the criminal justice system with documentaries and just stories where it's like, you can't believe it's happened. And I think once everyone's aware that it does happen every day, a lot, so you kind of understand that side rather than forgetting about it and just thinking that justice is always successful and everyone. Yeah, I think that's, the, I think that's an interesting point. I think it's really important. And in previous podcasts, I think I've spoken about this, but this type of work is really hard. And it's really hard with often very little reward at the end of it because it's really, really difficult to get yeah. someone out of prison. Um, and I think I find each year I find myself talking to, um, to new students and just, I feel like I've literally kind of crushed their dreams in one sentence when I say, you're not going to get anyone out of prison this year. You know, it's, it's really, it's a long process, but it's an absolutely worthwhile process. And one that obviously I'm really invested in, and I hope you guys yeah. are invested in too. Super. Holly, what about you? Um, well, I sort of thought been in the first week, and we had that welcome week, and we've done the talk, and it it made me, it sort of my interest because it made me realise how unaware I was of like the workings of the UK justice system and it made me ask questions that I hadn't really asked myself before, like how the appeals process works, is there what is the UK version of an exonerate? And like and why is it that a conviction is just deemed unsafe as opposed to you you're just liberated and you're innocent. So the fact that it made me ask questions that I hadn't asked myself before, it made me think that as a one society, we're not asking ourselves those questions, and that's a problem, and it's a problem that I'd like to look into and and have a look at the flaws and the issues. So that's how my interest in this project starts. Oh, fab! Well, I'm flattered that you remembered the talk that I did at the um, at the Welcome Week. I do. I feel like a bit of a sausage factory sometimes at Welcome Week. You just turn up and talk, and it's quite nice that some of them the audience listening. So thanks. But um, it's. It's interesting that you should say that it triggered your thought process in terms of things that you didn't know. And you're not on your own, honestly. There's so many people out there that don't have a critical perspective of the criminal justice system. Um, and so, and that's another thing that a lot of students do say. I don't know whether you came to the symposium or not, but um, a lot of them will say that that's what they developed from kind of working on the project and doing this kind of work, which is great. Daniel, what about you? Um... Yeah, I think for me, it's just about the work week. Like, I think it's really exciting to uh, actually get to work with the material and to get to know people. And um, yeah, I think the work, uh, like the potential of actually uh, working to a higher extent with materials and people actually uh, was the most uh, exciting thing that attracted me the most because everyone's thinking about the opportunity to create new connections and the chance to grow professionally personally but I think they just come as a result of actually like getting engaged engaged with the work mm. and um, you know growing up with um, access unlimited access to internet you always have um, the chance to go in uh, research something and uh, research the cultural development worldwide and unfortunately I've come to the conclusion that uh, no matter how developed countries uh, racial injustices keep on happening and that's simply because people are not educated in a way that allows them to grow out of their biases and um, you know that's where uh, organizations such as the IPL and uh, similar organizations pitch in and uh, educate people on matters that are not necessarily uh, tackled in schools, colleges, universities. Uh, no, I think, I think there's something there to be thought about in terms of um, the bias and the, when you get your cases there will be an element of it undoubtedly or an element of that case that you'll look at and they will and you'll be quite shocked I think at how the certain decisions were made and how those decisions can get made in our criminal justice system. So um, 
yeah, I think you, you make some interesting points there. Um, who should I come to next? Becca, what about you? What, what sparked your interest in Innocence Work? So I, I briefly knew about the Innocence Project um, before, obviously, where I studied criminology. Um, I feel as a criminologist, you have to be very passionate about the injustices that happen in the criminal justice system. And um, I was very naive until I entered the Inside Out Prison Exchange program where Louise, well, I don't want to say you because it could be anyone, uh, where Louise came in and um, we looked through a case um, and I got speaking to one of the inside students and she told me about her case and told me that when she was convicted of her crime, there was only one black juror. And um, it pulled on my heartstrings because I think when you come out of the books and you actually enter a prison and you meet these people, um, and I'll never forget the first day that I entered a prison, um, people were just walking in and I was like, Who's that? is that a teacher? You know, I think the media and books sometimes do convince you that criminals are these horrible people and I think society washes their hands with with people once they've committed a crime and I think when you sit down and you meet these people they are individuals just just like the rest of us and a lot of people do forget that and I think when this opportunity came up I was over the moon I was in the library and I received the email and I was like I'm gonna throw myself at it because this is what I want to do the rest of my life um because I'm so passionate about it and I think when you can use your voice in the right way it can be very successful and I don't feel like many people understand that injustices do happen in the UK I think people think that it only happens in the US but when you when you sit there and you use your voice in the right way and you speak to people and you respect people and gain empathy um, I think that's that's where the passion comes from so that's where my interest came from initially um, and ever since then, obviously reading more cases to do with the Innocence Project. Um, I mean, I sit and watch the Innocence Files all the time and it has me in tears every time um, because it's incredible, absolutely an incredible organisation and I'm so privileged to be a part of it. So I can't wait. Oh, well, I'm very glad that you are part of it. Um, I, think, I think you're right in terms of how you use your voice. Yeah. And I, I would like to think that one of the things that this project serves to do is empowers everybody, every student volunteer that's come through it to be able to have a position and to be able to cr have a critical perspective about the work that they've done and to take that forward in whatever form of employment that they go into and to talk to people about it. Because I think to recognize, to recognize, as I said initially at the beginning, this sector of society, so people that have been convicted and to just make assumptions that they're terrible, terrible people. And that's not to say, you know, some people that do commit crimes are not very nice people. Yeah. But there, are, there is a section in there um, that has suffered of an inju injustice of some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. And they don't have a voice. They go into prison and it's really, really hard for them to get hurt unless they can tap into either organisations like us or other organisations that support them in the inside. So um, that's one of the things that I always, always encourage. Talk about your work on the Innocence Project London and um, don't ever stop talking about it. So um, I hope all of you will go on and be marvellous um, advocates for that. Nazmin, how about you? There you go. Um, so with me, the first time I learned about the Innocence Project was actually a good couple of years ago like maybe five years ago when I was doing my English like it was like speaking and listening something and um, I was looking into people that were wrongly accused and stuff but that was mainly in America and then I came across a case that was in the UK and I was thinking like oh this is something that no one really knows about or talks about much and obviously I was quite a while ago before all of these documentaries came out or one that I knew of um, and so that's how I kind of started learning about it. And I ended up dedicating a whole section of my speaking and listening to the Innocence Project. And then when I was in sixth form, I did my EPQ on like the psychology behind why people turn to crime and basically 
their social economic background and how they grew up and everything and then it kind of got me thinking that it's like when someone is wrongfully convicted the it's unfortunate that where they come from and their background kind of makes people think oh they're from here this is how they grew up then they must be like this if that makes sense Mm -hmm. like it's unfortunate that their circumstances end up defying them whether they're um innocent or not but and I feel like it's just especially in the UK um it's not very well known I think somebody already mentioned that and I feel like it's true I feel like because there's I think we don't realize how unsettled the justice system really is I feel like we all kind of just see it that it's completely fine how it is and that there isn't no um misunderstandings and I don't want to say misconceptions but more like mistakes maybe yeah yeah I think one of the things that students um one of the skills that you guys will develop is the ability to scrutinize so to scrutinize the cases to scrutinize the detail and to look beyond just what is given to you and to not accept that and to question it um and that certainly is one of the things that evolves from out of the casework um that is um you know it's a it's a hugely useful life skill but for those that are really interested in this type of work it is completely invaluable to kind of the, the thing and the work that you'll be doing agatha what about you um for me personally i always because i wasn't born here i came here when i was three so growing up and kind of like making new friends and being in a new environment you grow up hearing a lot about different injustices that happen and when you're young you don't really understand the meaning of that um so i'll go back and ask my mom all these questions and she'll just be like there's a lot of things that happen in this world that you can't control and I was just there like, why? Why do these things happen? Why can't these people be free if they're innocent? Why is this happening here? Why is this happening here? But then after a while, it just, you become, um, I don't know, I personally felt angry to the fact that so many people were getting wrongfully convicted. And as a result, I didn't even want to study law and I was going to go into psychology instead. But then, oh, okay. after, yeah, but then after a while, I was just, uh, I just thought, you really enjoyed the subject after taking it as an A-level. And then I was like, there might be a way for me to have a voice later on. Don't know how that's going to happen, but to like improve the way the justice system is for people that probably don't understand the law in the best way possible. Um, so when I heard about the Innocence Project, I was like, oh, that can be something I'm a part of. I might not get in, but I can try. <laughs> Look at you now. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, as I've said before, um, the world's your oyster, I think, when you're a student. But if you're passionate about injustice, social injustice and access to justice, then um, you're going to love this type of work and, and the, the, the scrutiny at which you're going to start looking at cases. And although last on this occasion, Victoria, what about you? I first heard of the Innocence Project when I was at an open day for the university. Yeah, I was originally going to study history, um, but goodness, having, those con- <laughs> yeah. Studying, having those conversations about like the Innocence Project and um, how it works and that I can actually apply at the end of my first year and actually get stuck in to doing something that can make a difference. You can physically like see change um, was really inspiring and kind of pushed me towards being a law student and um, striving to help people in any way I can. And the Innocence Project was like the go-to route for that because it is like a beacon of hope for so many people who can't see a light at the end of the tunnel but know that they are innocent. Cool. I'm just just pleased that out of all of you um, that join me today, there's two of you that listen to me. I never think anyone listens when I speak sometimes. So that's made my day. Thanks very much. Three, actually. Maybe a few more of you. Yay. Okay. Um, I'm really, I, I'm really enthused to hear your passion and you haven't even started yet, which I think is brilliant. 
and your interest in making the criminal justice system better because it's you guys that are going to go on and do whatever work that you're going to do whatever form of work and you're going to be the mouthpieces you're going to be the people that are going to be vocal about those injustices and how you can change that system um, and so I'm really enthusiastic and get and and take that enthusiasm from kind of you guys which is absolutely brilliant to hear so what benefit then brings us neatly on to our second question what benefit to society does innocence work provide uh, Victoria I'm going to come back to you um, I think it um, shows to the public that our criminal justice system isn't perfect. It, there are flaws within it and there are people who have been wrongfully convicted. And having that innocence project um, is like being a middleman to correct those mistakes. And to have that is having accountability and everything. And having accountability means you learn from those mistakes. So you're really putting a pinpoint on change that if you make a difference one place that that will trickle down and have overall effects. Oh, that's really interesting. So in terms of, um, I like what you said in terms of accountability and making people, I guess, accountable yeah. to their perception of the criminal justice system. Um, and even if that perception is lack of knowledge, I think that's a really interesting point you raised there. Holly, what about you? I'm going to like use a phrase that you used earlier that is a necessary process. So in the fact that we're not going to get someone out in a year, but it's essential that there is somewhere for them to go when they've exhausted the, the, the current process that you go through. It's essential that there's someone there to listen. And so it, it benefits society. That we are there to kind of hope for somewhere, someone to reach out to and listen. And also it, it sort of moves on from what Victoria's saying is the fact that I thought as a society, we can, we can be quite basic, myself included, before I even join the project, is that you seem to have this belief, especially in, in the UK, that it doesn't happen here. And the current climate of, of the, the Black Lives Matter movement, people of the Bank community are more affected by wrongful convictions. And people look at me in the UK media, you see it, and they go, what doesn't happen here? And it really does. And so I yeah. really feel like it's essential that society, that we have, we have this innocence work because it's essential that people's awareness, their understanding and their knowledge is increased. And we have to be here to spread that knowledge and to spread that awareness. And like I said earlier, it plants the question in society's mind that we're not asking at the moment. And so particularly with the IPL, it helps bring attention into the UK's justice system when media platforms so heavily focus on America and it really just doesn't happen there as well. It's just not so commonly known because the process is so, so much more complex than theirs. Yeah, so, yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And I think, um, I mean, would you guys, just to chuck this out to all of you now, would you be surprised to know that four out of the five of our clients are all black? Would that surprise you? No. no, you're all shaking your head and saying no, no. So four out of the five current clients and current cases we're working on are all black young men. Yeah, that's been caught up in the justice system. And actually, Holly, you raised a really interesting point. A lot of the emails that I get, unfortunately, the Innocent Project London can't necessarily help everybody as much as I'd like to, um, which is why we have the case assessment process. But a lot of emails I get are just from people, partners, husbands, you know, wives, brothers, sisters, who just want someone to listen and to be able to signpost them into different, maybe different areas, maybe different places where they can find support. So a lot of the stuff I get is triage. The vast number of emails is just being, being a person who's, who can listen and who can maybe make suggestions about who they can contact and, and other bits and pieces. And I have watched one just this week and I managed to reach out to a lawyer that I know um, to kind of get back in contact with these people. There's been a breakdown in communication, but no fault of any other party. The partner of the man concerned was just so overwhelmed. She was just so grateful that someone had taken the time to send an email and just reply back to her. So that kind of thing is, it may seem really small, but I think it's, you know, it, it really um, 
it really is important. Agatha, what do you think then, in your opinion, what benefit to society does this kind of work provide? I feel like it kind of breaks the bubble we're all in. Because I feel like sometimes you get into like the mindset, like Holly was saying, that everything's fine, everything's perfect, our justice system works. It's not like America, you compare it to different countries and you're like, we're not like that. Our country is completely different. Um, so having innocence work that reminds everyone that actually certain individuals are being wrongfully convicted and it does happen quite often. It's something that is common and not be so blindsided in the way the justice system actually works. So that's the main thing I feel like that's the main benefit. So again, chucking something out to all of you, had you not maybe, I don't know, come to Greenwich or maybe been exposed to this, do you think, and maybe some of you could answer yes and some of you would answer no, but do you think that you might have naturally found your way to innocence work? Or do you think that actually because you've been exposed to it, the exposure has lent itself to you to your ability now to think critically about it and think, oh, hold on, that's an issue here. And I didn't realise it was as much an issue. Yeah, the exposure yeah. really helps. I like the issues and everything. It made my mindset change completely. Yeah, so the, generally most of you would agree then it's the exposure to the, the project that then, that's then got you thinking. Becca? When I, if I hadn't have done Inside Out, then I wouldn't be sitting here now. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that, that's I, the truth, that's the reality, because even though I was always quite passionate about the injustices, I never thought that I could do anything about it. Like, especially being such a small person in the criminal justice, I don't have, I'm an undergraduate, I don't have any experience, any legal experience. Obviously I study criminology, which is criminal law. I don't have, I, I thought, oh, I'm just a four foot 11 girl from Essex. I can't do anything. Um, and as soon as I entered the prison, and I come in every week and they got so excited to see me. They're like, Bex, you sit down and have a conversation. What's going on with, with this and that and this and that and all the inside the outside students. And we had um, this one session where we were all together and our lecturers, said to us you know we couldn't tell who was inside or outside students we were all yeah. just one we were just a group of people together learning together and I think that had I not have done that then I and I hadn't put myself in that situation and exposed myself to the reality of the criminal justice system then, then I wouldn't have been here but that's why I use my voice and everyone that knows me would roll their eyes they go oh god Becca's off again she's talking about criminology here she goes she's talking about the criminal justice system oh no and I just talk and I talk and I talk and I talk and I talk I go out to pubs and I talk to people um and I educate people and I will never stop doing that and I'm very proud of what I do so um... no, don't ever stop doing that I think um it was funny because when I come in and I do those exercises on the inside out um it's in it, it's a fine balance because I I love watching you guys as a group of students I sometimes because I because what's great about this project is that it involves law students and criminology students so um kind of I've got three 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 criminology students here yeah three four three 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 criminology students which I think is brilliant because they your your thought processes and your um your kind of idea and trains of thought will be different to those of law students and you both complement each other so brilliantly but when I go into the inside out um sessions and I deliver that critical thinking exercise which is something you'll all be subjected to as new uh, new volunteers although um although Becca you've probably already done it with me but um it's it's a fine balance between raising awareness and and teaching a critical thought process or at least introducing people to that process but also accepting that actually in that environment there are some people that aren't going to be there saying I didn't do this there are going to be some people there who will say yeah you know they might not say it externally yeah this is me but they're accepting of the position that they've found themselves in um but nonetheless they're part of our society and they're a part of society that deserves a voice and deserves to be heard um yeah so um Inside Out, if you view it, listeners, if you haven't heard about it, Google it. It's a fabulous thing that the University of Greenwich do and two of my colleagues, um, two of my colleagues run. Um, so 
Becca, in terms of benefit to society, what would you say? Um, I think that it encourages people to see the good. Um, and it frustrates me when I say, oh, um, I've just got this place on the Innocence Project London and people go, what's that? what is that I'm like get used to that that will happen a lot everybody why why don't you know and I share it on my social media and I get a lot of messages of people come through saying wow this is amazing I didn't realize that this was going on in London in the UK I didn't I didn't realize you know I hear it all the time in America blah 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 blah. and I'm like this is so vital so I think it benefits society in in the respect that it exposes the criminal justice system for oh, what's the word I'm looking for it it, it just exposes it and the, and the reality of it and the truth and I think it stops people from being so naive um so I think that's why I'm so privileged to be a part of it because I mean, just speaking to these guys, they're all so incredible and so passionate. And um, I see they're all so much like me. Everyone just wants to talk about the criminal justice and injustices all the time. So I think we need more people like us um, to, to educate and to work for organisations such as this and um, put wrongs right. So. Oh, absolutely. If, you've ever, if you're ever amongst like-minded people, um, it's, it's people that work on the, um, on the Innocence Project, most definitely. Nasmin. In your opinion, I mean, what do you think, what benefits do you think society can derive from the work that you're going to undertake? Um, I think, like, just as Becca was saying, when you put it in your social media, you tell people that you're working for it, they don't understand. And I feel like even just that one small conversation, it can make the world of a difference because there's always one person that knows one person that knows one person. And I feel like that's how it kind of spreads. And I feel like even though um i think again becca was saying like you're just one person in this like you're just one undergraduate one tiny person in one small area like i feel like it's just it opens conversations that are needed because people just are so oblivious to it because someone else mentioned as well the media i feel like everything's just been mentioned the media they don't cover it because it's just it's just more harder to understand but it's harder I feel like sometimes it's harder to understand because we're so used to the fact that it's all okay but hearing that something is not okay and that you could be in the wrong place in the wrong time and you could be that person in prison even though you didn't do anything you didn't even know anyone to do with the issue there it's just I feel like people just don't because they don't see it they don't understand I think it's as with most things, isn't it? You're not affected by it until it until you are. Yeah. So unless something happens to you or someone that you know, or you're in an environment where that happens, it just doesn't touch on you, does it? So yeah. you're not you don't necessarily feel it in the same way. I mean, Jess, what do you think in terms of um, as a master's student? What do you think about um, the benefit to society in terms of this kind of work and innocence work? Yeah, I think it's raising awareness and like, so it's, I just think it's a basic human right to know that if you're having that situation, there is going to be like a process and it's fair and it's accessible to everyone. So the more it's talked about, the more people know about it and the more it could possibly change. And I think, yeah, we need to expose the realities of the criminal justice system. So there is going to be some sort of change and like progress along the years rather than just trying to ignore it and yeah not taking accountability for because I think a lot of people try and avoid accountability to save face but it's like you make yourself so much more honest and yeah I just don't understand why people don't take accountability for it. I think it's easy for some people if they think it's not happening or to turn a blind eye maybe Um, and and then I find when people, when I bring up what I do, and even, you know, with police officers and numerous other people that I meet, um, they're always interested in what we're doing and why we're doing it. Yeah. There's never, um, I've never experienced anyone being dismissive of it. Maybe the odd one or two where I'll always get the comment of, oh, yeah, but they always deserved it or something equally as um, cynical. Mm-hmm. But 
that's few and far between. It is a genuine interest, I think, yeah. that people show in this kind of thing. And especially from you guys doing it as well. They think lawyers, people think there's money somewhere in a magical money tree at the end of the criminal justice system, you know, ready to be picked and ready for people to tap into. There's no money. Yeah. There's no money there. Um, so you guys, you know, giving up your time to do the work that you're going to do on a pro bono basis is so significant. Um, and you probably won't realize how significant it is sitting there now. But hopefully by this time next year, you'll be, you'll realize just how much people think about what you do um, and how much of an impact it has, not just on your clients, but on other people. It's really huge. And Barsha? Um, I, I generally agree with everything that everyone said, um, but I, I think what I would like to add is that um, at the moment, like in present and current world, there are so many issues that have been brought into light um, there's in terms of like race, gender, um, class, anything like in, in terms of the dimensions of inequality that are being talked about right now. Um, in some ways, the work that the Innocence Project London does is very significant in, in like in those perspectives as well, because the work that we do in terms, like we look into the cases that people appeal for, um, who have like, like we, like you mentioned earlier, that four out of five uh, men are black and yeah, of that, their clients, yeah, definitely, exactly. So um, it, it's just another issue, another um, inequality that people of um, people who who have grown up experiencing these inequalities it's just another facet of their life that criminally they are they have to fight against all these biases and um and sometimes it's easy for people to say oh it's just another problem it's just another problem and it's not as big right now so we can put it in the back for now and then we'll look into it later on when the issues right now have been dealt with but issues mm -hmm right now will cannot be dealt with unless the criminal justice system has also been looked after um Absolutely. i don't know if i make sense right now no i think it does because i think it's um i think sometimes i think this type of work may be intimidating to people because yes. i think the criminal justice process works correctly and maybe works oh, yeah. the way that it should and then yeah. they don't realize and it's uh i think for some people it's an awkward conversation because they mm -hmm. don't know what innocence looks like they have their own biases their own prejudices and i think there's a piece of research somewhere and i keep mentioning this in previous podcasts and i really must find out what it is but the um you know jurors or people on the jury make up their mind in the first few mm -hmm. minutes of seeing a defendant and so and you've already formed an opinion we all form opinions on people we meet in the first few minutes that we meet them so um, I think, you know, there, are, there is a certain awkwardness about talking about wrongful convictions and innocence in our criminal justice system, um, which can only be overcome by having conversations like these um, exactly. and doing work like you guys yeah. are going to be doing, definitely. Ever and since Daniel, I found out, sorry. No, 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 go on, Basha, carry on. Uh, ever since I found out that I'll be working with Innocence Project London, I've literally been going around telling her, oh, I'm working, I got in, like, I got into Innocence Project London. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> uh, about? What, what is mean? that? Don't what? you worry, like, I will be giving you all um, my little pin badges and my pens for you to float around and show off at various, various opportunities. <laughs> so uh, you'll get gear. I'm not, I'm not as good as the gear as like the California Innocence Project, which has hoodies and things like that, but I'm slowly getting there, slowly, slowly. And Daniel, last but by no means least. Uh, yeah, I was going to make a short point on um, the role that the Innocence Project London uh, plays in educating people. So someone's made a point about how hard it is for people to understand that criminal, um, that injustices happen within the criminal justice system. And I think that's really true. And I think people can't really understand they happen because they can't understand the injustice itself because they can't relate to the situation that a person must uh, be going through. And I think that the IPL plays a big role because um, they, 
help students and volunteers in general just to like go to prisons, um, work with the material and actually like get closer to um, experiencing the injustice because like honestly if you're not part of the minority group then you can't really relate to that situation and so I think by getting involved that's like the closest that we can actually get to experiencing the injustice itself and I think the IPO plays a big role in um, educating people about um, how you can actually get around the system and go through the system as well and actually do something about the injustice and help someone else. Yeah, I think you're right there. I think navigating the system is key and knowing how to navigate the system. And sometimes unless you have money to afford maybe, um, you know, the, uh, you know, a, what people would deem to be a, a first class barrister, a top class solicitor, all that kind of thing. I think you know, your access to that understanding is limited because, you know, lawyers have so many cases that they're working on um, and they are strapped for time. Um, and so they're part of a system that places a burden on them. Um, and, you know, sometimes their ability to explain things in the detail that is needed to some people who are naturally anxious and um, maybe aren't processing the information the way they should be. Um, isn't you know isn't there and that's through the no fault of their own um so i think yeah i think raising awareness about the system and and your rights in that system is is really um is really useful okay so last question to you guys um i could talk to you lot for hours um i'm going to ask you now what do you want to achieve then from working on the innocence project london both personally and professionally for whatever future career um and stardom awaits each and every one of you. So, Nazmin, I'm going to come to you first. What do you want to achieve from working on the Instance Project London personally and professionally? Um, okay, so I mentioned how I learned about the Instance Project years back. Yeah. And that was when I first decided, uh, early on, I decided what I want to go into, which was law. And that one research got me thinking about the criminal justice system and how it's actually not right, obviously, as we we're just talking about it. Um, and personally, I feel like if I don't do something, even just a small little part of it, I can't live with myself. If it comes to anything, like anything I hear about, if I can't do something small about it, even if it's just like tiny, like even just some a bit of research for you to help pass on to somebody that might help, I won't be able to live with myself. Especially considering that it was something I was so set on when I was like 15 14 15 so that's personally and I feel like professionally that already shows how committed I have been to something so small because when I was looking at Greenwich um, applying to go to university here I've came across it and I was like okay this is a clear sign where I should go and where I need to go and when I first heard about it, I don't know if you remember, I literally came to you straight after that talk. In the first I week, do I was remember. Like, how can I apply? <laughs> there and then I was like, how can I apply? Like, is there something I need to join? Is there something I need to do now? But obviously you're like, wait, it's a while away. And but, look, here you are. Yeah. So I was hoping that like, even if I just apply, at least I try to do something. But yeah, it's just, it's just to help. I feel like even if something small I do helps someone in the slightest of way, um, I feel like I've done something. You've made a difference and you will make yeah. a difference. And I look, I very much look forward to working alongside you. Becca. <laughs> so for me, I think I'll start with personally because I, growing up, I was an elite gymnast. I left primary school four years below average. Um, I then ended up in the West End. I worked in Les Mis for quite a while. Um, and that's why I went to the university. Goodness, honestly, I need to do a session on backstory. <laughs> no, but that's how I ended up at the University of Greenwich because Les Mis was filmed there. And, oh, um, okay. Yes, every time I walk past, I listen to Les Mis music. Very dramatic, very me. Um, but that is why I ended up at Greenwich because yeah, Les Mis is my life. I love Les Mis. Um, and no one in my secondary school, I, obviously I got in gifted and talented for sports um, and 
no one really believed in me educationally. Everyone was like, she's going to struggle. I was in bottom sets for everything. Um, mm. And it was only when I got into year 10, um, I realised that I really wanted to focus on my education. And I, I watched Dexter and I was like, wow, yeah. I love Dexter. Um, got me through my GCSEs. Um, and I ended up doing really well for myself. I ended up doing A-levels. I'd done nothing to do with... Um, law or criminology and it scared me my sixth form teachers weren't very encouraging um and they didn't think that i was clever enough to do law so i was encouraged to do criminology um so for me like in my career as soon as i entered greenwich everyone was like my, my lecturers have always believed in me um and they're like becca you are clever you are worth it you you are amazing and you express yourself really well and you know you always argue people's points and it's incredible and I've never had that in my life um so for me being a part of this organization and obviously meeting you Louise I mean you've been incredible since the day I met you very encouraging oh that's really and, kind I was going to say the one thing that all of you will absolutely get is total empowerment from me yeah. I think the world is your oyster okay yeah. and if I can do anything that will open up a door or give you a platform then I will absolutely do my hardest to do that because so I Becca I'm not detracting from you no, Please no, no, no. I'm going to come back to you I came to the whole higher education party really late I started my undergraduate degree when I was 27 I finished when I was 30 but then had child number four during my last year which made for an interesting dynamic of um of trying to so child number four was born on the 5th of september let's see and then i think i started uni back on the, about the 24th of september and somehow magically had my timetable condensed into two days don't quite know how that happened um and my husband took four months off on those two days and i literally was up and down the hill because i live at the top of the, the hill from uni um, to just in between kind of feeding and lessons and things like that to make it work because I thought you know what I've come this far I'm not I'm not not getting this degree so then I rolled into doing my master's and as some of you will probably know I went straight then into doing my doctorate and I finished my doctorate I'm, I'm I am now a doctor um, in April so in the middle of the whole lockdown period so I do remember what it's like to be a student um, and I do remember really vividly what it's like to be um to be an undergrad as well and so i one of my favorite things in the entire world apart from this project is just about making students realize just how good they are and just how mind-blowing they are i never did any of this stuff when i was an undergrad um and you know what i don't think i could i don't think my brain was maybe as open-minded enough or I had the drive to do it. So I have absolutely so much respect for all of you that come and give your time and want to work on the project and want to genuinely do it out of passion and of help. So I am probably a little bit more tiggerized in terms of being the bouncy, over-enthusiastic person about any ideas you guys have about absolutely anything. And your inbox will be very shortly. Everyone who works on the project says, I get more emails from me, Louise, than I do anybody, anyone else. So A, I apologize for that, and B, I'm sorry, not sorry as well, because most of it is all about opportunities or do you guys want to do this? And I've got some cracking opportunities coming up for you guys in terms of bits and pieces, which I'll tell you when we finish the recording. But um, yeah, totally, you guys can do anything. Becca, you can do anything. You can be anything. <laughs> Thank you. But I think that is one thing that I will always hold. I mean, if I can stay at Greenwich for the rest of my life, then I will. I mean, my lecturers and my professors have changed my life completely. And I try to tell them as much as I can. They're like, no, it's you. I'm like, no, it's you. Because I mean, I'm doing a placement in my third year. I'm volunteering for the Innocence Project. And I'm also doing my degree alongside that. So um, especially my personal tutor, Elaine, she's just incredible. And she's like, if you ever need me, come to me. And that's why I, I love Greenwich so much. So I think in my career, because um, it's, it's skills that you could never get anywhere else. You can't, oh God, absolutely. you can't walk into a law firm and say, by the way, I'm working here today because I, I need that. I think 
a lot of the people that I meet that are my age that kind of work in the criminal justice system are people that have um, either very wealthy or have people that they know work in the criminal justice system. And I, I'm not privileged in that way. Um, but that's why I was so amazed when this opportunity came up and I was like, wow, someone actually believes in me. And the fact that I got it, I've never been in this situation in my life. And every day I wake up very grateful um, because it, it's someone believing in me and I, I feel like I have a sense of belonging. Um, and I know that's very deep, but that is genuinely how it makes me feel. Um, no, well, if I've, listeners, if you could see the screen right now, there's lots of people nodding and going, uh huh, yeah, I'm fine <laughs> with that. So, no, that's, that's the thing. It's a very real thing here. So, um, and I'm fortunate to have you guys, genuinely, because um, it wouldn't be, you know, doing all of this on my own would be an impossibility. Jess, what about you? Personally and professionally? Um, basically, yeah, the same as everyone else. It's kind of like finally finding somewhere that you're actually passionate about. And I think if you're passionate about something, you can make a big difference. And I think that was one of my like main goals in life was to actually enjoy what I do and be in an area that I, like, I'm passionate about. I, I always did want to make a difference, but I just didn't. Yeah, like everyone said, I didn't know how and where my place was going to be in that. So I think personally, it's just like, I feel like fulfilled that I'm doing something that just I'm passionate about. And, and yeah, professionally, I just want to know the system more. I want to have yeah. like firsthand experience of seeing how it works, the processes that they go through. And just, I think it's going to open my eyes into the industry and see where I can fit in, where I've never really known which area I'm most comfortable with. I think this is going to give me a professional understanding. Definitely. And it will just, you're, you're tap into a different network that can have different conversations about that side of the criminal justice system, which will be really useful. But also, I mean, genuinely, you, you, you're starting your master's in September and you emailed me a, you know, quite a while about now. Just yeah. saying, oh, look, how can I get involved with this? How can I do that? Yeah, so, um, I saw the course and I saw it was connected to Innocence Project. That's because I wasn't, I didn't even think I was going to be doing a master's. And then I just saw it and I just knew that was where I needed to be. Oh, well, there you go. For the rest of you, the masters at Greenwich are brilliant and also PhD opportunities as well. Anyway, enough of me selling my university that I work for. Um, Victoria, what about you? Personally, professionally, what do you, how do you want it to work for you? Um, personally, I've never kind of been in an environment with like-minded people um, throwing my all into something that I can take pride in and brag about to my family and shout from like the rooftops about what we do. Um, so that's going to be something quite gratifying and just overall I'll be so just grateful for it um because I've never experienced anything like that before but professionally just confidence and that I can actually do it because like at school I wasn't really I was always kind of like an average child um never top of the class never bottom but now I'm at uni and I'm excelling because the staff at Greenwich are just incredible like Becca said um, they this has inadvertently turned into an advertisement, <laughs> hasn't it, for Law and Criminology Department? Yeah, but <laughs> Law and Criminology Department, we rock. <laughs> Sorry, Victoria, back to you. <laughs> it's true. Um, the Law and Criminology Department are incredible. They push you to be the best you can be and to be able to be professional, communicate, be part of a team is invaluable experience and I'm really looking forward to starting in September. Oh, well, as I've said to everybody, I'm looking forward to working with you. So that's brilliant. Holly, what about you? What are you hoping from a, on a personal level and also professionally? On a personal level, when I'm first sort of interested in doing law, I was, oh, that person, I want to fight injustice. I want to help people. That's what I want to do in life. And then, I don't know, I mean, again, media and the way it's perceived in the public, you think, oh, it feels like a little bit of a dead end. Like I don't, I don't know. Like you people don't. You when I went to talks, you went, yeah, it's not really what it's cut out to be, and it is because it's underfunded and things like that. Yeah. So I thought, and I didn't get, and weirdly enough, I didn't get the A levels I, I expected. So I never even planned to come to Greenwich, and so I called Greenwich on the day, 
And do you know what? They used the Innocence Project as an advertising point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No one tells me this. No one. Yeah, yeah. And they, I had like a long chat with them on the phone. And I, and I was like, yeah, and you can get involved in this. Like, I think you'd be really good at this. And I was like, oh my gosh, so an idea that I had completely given up on. I was, I, I've gone down the route that I want to go into commercial law. I'm going to go down that route now. Like, and then the Innocence Project came up and thought, do you know what? Like, I applied to Greenwich and actually it was a massive base of my decision. And I, I wanted to, to bring back this idea that actually first made me interested in law. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and it, and I thought now, I think now, I think, wow, imagine if I just completely just want to put that on the phone and like, do you know what? So right, I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> but, um, like, I feel like it's, it's really enabled me now to think, I can use my platform, I can still do what I want. And it is it is and the fact that it's pro bono as well, I can I can do both. I can go into commercial law and that is still something I really want to do and I'm interested in. But also I can do something that is for for good and something I personally want to do or something I personally I want to help an individual and be around like minded people that want the same thing. I want to be able to listen to an individual story and be able to tell it, be able to analyse it, be able to critically evaluate maybe what's gone wrong in our justice system and then enable not only them to have someone to listen to that victims of wrongful convictions but also enable the public and be like this is what's happening you need to hear it so it's just like a domino effect of enabling people to use their platform. No, that that's brilliant sense? because the lawyers you're working with aren't criminal lawyers they're people that yeah. qualified in different backgrounds and they are doing just what you've described because they want to give back and they want to help so that's what I mean by the world choice you know just because you qualify and you want to go into the commercial route doesn't mean that this has just to be disregarded completely because it's like a it's hard reach sorry so I feel like it, it, you know, commercial law is what I want to go into. It expands my reach of experience. And when you go to firms, you say, yeah, they go, no, we expect you to do pro bono work. And, I'm, and I can go in and go, I'm already doing it. Like, yeah. I know I know the work of it. <laughs> Absolutely. Corporate social responsibility is a big thing. Um, and, and lawyers are, you know, expected to get involved. So, no, you could do that, most definitely. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, Daniel, personally and professionally then, uh, yeah, personally, I think I just want to use this opportunity to uh, be more open-minded uh, and literally just create like uh, lifelong relationships and friendships because I love doing things like this and like talking to people, lovely people like all of you. And yeah, and professionally, literally just um, to uh, grow uh, and become better at um, reacting to external uh, factors. Because honestly, when it comes to a professional environment and if someone says something that's a bit um, ignorant, I get a bit offended. Okay. And, yeah, so I think uh, this sort of work will help me to kind of uh, filter myself and uh, react in a better way, a more professional Absolutely. We can, we can work on things like that because one of the pedagogy of learning that you, under, that you undertake Believe it or not, when you kind of start working on the project, there's a whole pedagogy that I put together about how you guys learn. And one of those elements is about work-based learning. And even though we're not physic you're not physically going into a different office or going to a different place, this work that you're doing is work that you'll find in law firms, in other sectors of the criminal justice system. So you get that exposure, um, which absolutely, you know, will support that kind of development. So um, yeah, that's That'll be a breeze by the end of it. You'll be, you'll be, uh, you'll be amazing. And Barsha, what about you, personally, professionally? Oh, um, I got a bit emotional listening to um, Victoria and uh, Rebecca and. I've Polly. got emotional <laughs> listening to all of you. Honestly, I've just, I've kept it all in. I'm quite, yeah. quite good today. Normally, I'll be a blubbering wreck. Um, just to find people who. Um, who you can relate to in terms of like educational experience and like people not believing you and having to go through routes where you don't know what you're doing in your life. And like, um, I come from Nepal and um, like growing up in this um, very weird, it was not a war country, but um, there was a lot of like injustices that you've seen 
and the criminal justice justice system that basic it's non-existential and um to come here and like watching documentary documentaries through netflix and then um hearing people talk about just by watching those documentaries and going like oh he did it yeah i'd like 100 he did it as like but you're not there you didn't read the documents you didn't go through the evidence how do you make a judgment like that from being so far away and then getting an opportunity to actually read documents for actual criminal cases and then learning about the the language of criminal justice system uh, i remember listening to your lecture about oh, the language of to me this is just this, this is so nice of course the uh, you talked about the language of innocence in the uk yeah. and um just there was this light bulb that went in my head like oh my god that's it like it's not just about prosecution and defense it's about the technicality of the language that they use that makes a difference in one's conviction and like how like uh, someone mentioned about the conviction being unsafe in UK and um the cases that you see in US and UK are the reason they're so different is that one there's not a lot of exposure of innocence project in UK as they do in US and just learning about all of those and learning about uh um uh, the language and um being able to talk to people personally about issues that the criminal justice system has without feeling like oh i don't know much about it but by this process of being a part of innocence project london i think I i'm hoping that i will have that confidence to tell people no this is not what it's supposed to be there are people suffering because of our ignorance and like just raising that um concern and voice and everything everything that rebecca and um sorry i don't remember names <laughs> you're fine victoria and everyone who said that and professionally um again like learning the language and uh, learning the effect that technicality has in cases like this and um just being empowered and relating to people who feel the same way who have the same objectives and who um like meeting people like you and your husband during that symposium and it, it's it's just it's just a very um heartwarming experience and yeah that's oh, my well, you know what <laughs> it's lovely to have you um to have you on the project and i look forward to working alongside you most definitely and agatha agatha what uh, about you for me like just listening to everyone the sense of unity is amazing and i'm really excited now like um for me everyone is going to li happily listen to me ramble about law for hours without getting bored that makes me really happy cuz anyone else will like just not listen to me but i'm really excited for learning more about the innocence project and learning more about different people's experiences that i probably will never be exposed to in my lifetime and to have that is really amazing for me professionally i feel like it'll just it will allow me to have a more critical way of thinking about anything i may encounter if someone just makes a very bold statement about a certain topic you can be like hold on what why do you feel that way or how do you think that way i feel like it'll just make me question things more but in general it's a sense of like excitement and the unity and finding a way to like be involved more in everything that's going on in the world yeah oh brilliant well you know what as as this um episode kind of draws to a close you guys have inspired me i always get a bit cuz i i closed the project for august into mid september just to do some of the much needed admin catch up basically around it um and you know it can be a little bit nervy you do the interviews you get kind of volunteers and criminology placement students which is fabulous and it's um it's just so good i i those of you who came to the symposium would have heard me say that it's the students it's you guys that give me faith all the time in what i'm doing even in those moments where you know you don't get a win or you can't get things don't turn out the way that you want them to it's you that i get inspired by and this has been absolutely brilliant but i'm just i'm conscious that all good podcast episodes have to come to an end so um 
Becca, Holly, Victoria, Barsha, Daniel, Jess, Agatha, Nazmin, my marvellous, um, or some of my marvellous um, new students, volunteers and placement students that will be starting September. Thank you so much for being part of this podcast. Um, and I, for one, am very, very excited um, about what the future holds and for working with all of you guys. So thank you very much, guys.